Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 488. Happy Tuesday. Uh, Today we're going to do a one-on-one call. We're going to dive deep into um, some questions from a teachhoops.com member. Um, pull that curtain back so you can kind of see what's available. Um, and hopefully these help. Hopefully these are our problem solvers for all of you that are listening. Um, but before we get into that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Go over and check them out. Um, what I love is the workouts are already pre-programmed. You know, they've got national trainers from all over the world on there. Um, it's second to none. So go over and check them out. Mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $300 off your next purchase. Also, it, basketball season is knocking. Come on in. Um, join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Uh, mentor, office hours, one-on-one calls, you name it. We've got it. Go over and check it out. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Uh, hey, Coach. How you doing? Good. How are you? Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me okay? I can. Awesome. Hey, this is uh, quite a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Yeah, no problem. All right, so you have questions. Yes, uh, I will. What type of, um, I mean, do you have 15, 20 minutes? Or what type yeah, of yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You, absolutely. I want to yep, respect your yep. time. No, okay. that works. Yes, perfect. So I, I have like a long list, so I'll just okay. rip through a few, and then okay. in the future maybe we can chat again. Yep. Uh, the first thing I going to ask you as far as just kind of our, our season as far as planning. Our season starts in November. Okay. And as far as scheduling games, uh, just get give you an idea. Uh, we have probably – Ten players will be playing. Six players get a lot of time. Uh, four, well, probably more role players. Okay. So I in this year we should be in a pretty good spot. We should be maybe one of the top one, two, three teams in our league. So I want to make sure everybody's healthy, but I want everybody to be in great shape uh, as usual. Uh, like, what type of season? Uh, as far as numbers, is a good season for high school boys. As far as like twenty, twenty-five games, or should I be how many games can you play? Uh, we can play 25 games and, and two tournaments. Okay. And then when does it, when does you, when do you start and end? Uh, starts in November. We end in about mid, mid February. We got November. Uh, January, yeah. So 25 is on the high end. I mean, I would try to get as many as you can, but you definitely want to put time in between games and practices. Um, 
so that you have, you know, I, you know, like maybe like Tuesday, Friday, or, you know, um, or maybe do some Friday, Saturdays or, um, you know, I like, I like, I like midweek and then weekend ish kind of, cause then you have a couple days to recoup after, you know, you gotta, you have time to correct, like you give them a, the, the game as a test and then you have time to correct the test afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, you know, and I don't, I try to stay off of winter break as much as I can. I don't know how long you have off for winter break. Um, okay. Yeah. We need a couple weeks. Right. So I'll try to, I try to put new stuff in then and give the kids a little bit of a break because it's a long season. Um, okay. So we go, I mean, unless we're going to a tournament and playing in a tournament, we, I tend to give them off four or five days in the middle around Christmas or around New Year's. Um, just okay. to give them a break from me and a break from each other and let them get their, you know, let them sleep in and all that kind of stuff. So, um, no, I think low, low twenties is good. Uh, you know, I, low if you're going to have a good team, then you definitely want to try to challenge the team. Um, okay. You know, you want, you want, so, sprint, so, you don't want, you don't want all a teams, but you don't want all D teams either. You want to kind of sprinkle that as much as you can. So low twenties, including tournament games, is ideal. Well, or how many? Low? How long can your tournaments be? Every state's a little different. Uh, well, tournaments are usually three games, so they're it's just a weekend. It's like a Thursday, Friday thing, and usually there's like yeah. So I try to put I try to put one of those in December and one in January, probably. Okay, December and January. Yeah, and then okay. obviously that week you probably wouldn't put any other games. Gotcha. I mean, and I as far as like scrimmages. Yeah, yeah, no, perfect. I'm making those in the sort of scrimmages. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you. So you only have ten. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I really have like ten people that would. I might have some other people, but it's really that would actually get in the game. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah. you'll have more than ten. You'll have like twelve to fifteen. Uh, I'll probably have twelve. Twelve, okay. Because yeah, if somebody gets sick or something. Okay, yeah, so that, that makes yeah. practice easier. Scrimmaging is good, especially early. I love scrimmages, especially after a week of practice. Okay, so like before the season starts, if I'm able to schedule oh, like absolutely. two, three, yep. four I, Yep, yep, because then you can okay. kind of see your strengths and weaknesses quickly. Okay. Yeah, it, the, problem with scr- the problem with scrimmaging inner squad and scrimmaging with each other is um, they learn each other's kind of tendencies, and then <laughs> you don't get a true right. read of it. Yeah. Right. It's hard to run plays or anything. Right. right. It's hard gotcha. to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, no, that's helpful. Uh, the other question following up with that, as far as the intensity and in practice, uh, we don't have a gym, so we rent a gym. Uh, we have a gym three days a week, so it's an hour and a half, three days a week. Okay. And I might extend that. We have to be off the court an hour and a half, but maybe we'll do some conditioning or watching tape, make it two hours. Yep. Maybe we'll try maybe do scrimmages on Tuesday or Friday. Uh, like, how hard are you, like, pushing the kids as far as, like, as far as when they're actually running, doing fast drills or, you know, things like that. Can you give me any idea as far as to make sure the kids are well, in great shape and not overtrain them? Yeah, you don't want to definitely overtrain them. You, I, it's definitely – you have to bring a lot of energy, but it's better if you find a couple of guys to bring the energy. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'd rather have a, uh, an intense – and I'm not talking about yelling. I'm just talking about intense effort. I'd rather have a shorter practice intense than a longer one less intense. Um, mm-hmm. so with boys, I have found that basic, that competition and games and things like that will raise the intensity on their own because they tend to be competitive 
not that girls aren't, right. but boys are, it's just a little different. Um, but both boys and girls, I would make it, you know, as intense as you can and as, as much competition as you can. Um, so boys don't tend to listen as well. That's my personal opinion. Um, so it's a right. little bit, so you, right. you, you got to kind of get more, you know, out of that intensity. Um, but yeah, anything you do, if you can keep a score or a competition, even if it's two on two, that will, mm-hmm. that will help. Um, so I'd really go a minute. I'd really go an hour 20 and have it like have them gassed and then just say, all right, we're done. We've gotten done everything. Then to go, you know, okay. that longer. And then, you know, um, but right. a lot of it's got to come from you initially. And then you got to get the, you know, the clapping, clapping always brings energy. If you get a couple guys doing it, it will just kind of, you'll, you'll feel it in the gym. Okay. And as far as just like the actual like five on five drills or whatever, where they're actually or three on two and they're really running up the court and pushing stuff. I mean, should that be like half of, of practice? Like, well, like, it depends on the style. What style? Of, what style are you going to play? That's the question. If you're going to get up and down the court, then I would do everything in the yeah. Full court. Yeah, everything in the full court because then you don't have to. Then you're conditioning doing stuff. You want to do more than one thing in every drill. Like you want to condition. You want to work on ball handling. You want to work on passing. You want to work on transition. You know, every drill has okay. three or four components to it. Um, and if you think mm-hmm. that your team is going to get up, they, they won't know they're getting in shape. <laughs> um, so you're kind right. of fooling them because they're having fun doing it, but they're going to get in shape because they're just going to be, they're going to be gassed after an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and 30. Okay. So, so there wouldn't be anything wrong with like pushing for like an hour. Oh, like I, I mean, trust me. Up and down. No, 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 no. I have a teenage boy in my house. You can go an hour and a half hard and they will be fine. They'll re- they, they're not like you and I, they recoup, they recoup fast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm not worried about like pushing them too hard except for injuries. I just, uh, you know, by the way, just a, a good podcast for you that I uh, thought would be, um, just like uh, ankle braces or taping ankles or just ankle provision. I, I'd love oh. to hear a conversation. On oh, that. all the time. I mean, I've talked about it before all the time. My, oh, no, okay. one steps, no one steps on my floor without ankle braces on. No one ever. So you, so you yep. do, so you do require everyone to wear Mandatory. ankle braces. Everybody, okay. everybody. Yep. You, yep. And my son, my son plays volleyball and he's a setter. He has to do it because it's dangerous on the net. Everybody. I mean, we were part of a study in 2009 that basically shows it does not weaken. It does not weaken. I can send you the studies, but it does not weaken the ankle because that's their cop out. They say it weakens their ankle. Right. That it basically works like an airbag. So it stops. It's not going to stop a sprain, but it's going to stop the severity of the sprain. So the, the, the reason you wouldn't want it to stop the sprain is the reason people blow out their knees when they ski now, because when they ski, they basically are putting on a boot. <laughs> so, when they twist, right. where does the next thing to go is the knee, right? You're not going to twist your ankle or break your ankle skiing anymore because it's literally you're putting a cast on when you put that boot on the downhill ski. So that energy right. goes somewhere, it goes to the knee. So that's why everyone's blowing out their knees now. So you want the knee, to, you want the ankle to give a little bit because so you, you don't want them to blow their knee out. But it stops, it makes the severity, it makes it a two-week or a one-week thing rather than a six-week thing. Because a bad sprain is going to be four to six weeks. Um, so do you require braces during games or you tape them up? Or, the, the, that's the only place I give them a little leeway. I let them get taped if they want because it's a little bit looser. Okay. Um, right. That, that's fine with me. But braces are actually better than tape because tape does get loose. Uh, uh, when you right. wear a brace, you can actually tighten it at halftime or something. Um, so I right. personally like braces better. 
Uh, but I give them that like, okay, if you wear these every day, I mean, I literally will have an assistant. I have one of my assistants and that's his job when he, when they walk into the gym, they don't have braces on. He just points at the door. No one steps, foot, okay. no one steps foot in our gym without braces on. Okay. That's, that's, thank you so much. Cause I've been doing a lot of investing and talking to people and I'm getting my boys. Uh, he's one of the starters. He's a junior yep. this year. And so I'm getting pushed back at our, no, 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 no. Up his ankle and, nope, nope, yeah. nope. So, and here's the pushback. Everybody get everybody, divi every division one basketball player either gets taped or wears braces. Every NBA guy either gets taped or wears braces. They do because they I didn't, don't want to I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, what I tell them is I'm not punishing you. I'm not trying to hurt your game. Do you want to play? <laughs> because if you twist your ankle, you will not play for four to six weeks. Go ask any trainer. If it's a bad sprain, you're out. It's going to turn purple, and you're not going to be able to put weight on it. I, I always use it as I want you, everyone to be able to play. So I'm being preventative by making you wear braces. <laughs> That's my angle. And then, you know, initially it was a battle in my program. Now it's like it's just they just know. Well, that, that's – that's where I am right now. And yeah, so, you know, getting pushed it's, back from your yep. board. <laughs> I want to stay titled. <laughs> hey, I'd love to see that article. No, I was just going to say, I'd love to see that article. Yep, so send uh, me, send me know, an email and I'll yeah, shoot it I'll off. i got a couple of them. I'll send it to you. Um, and, yeah. and do you have a brace that you recommend? Because uh, I tried on a bunch of different ones over the summer for my boy that hurt his ankle. Is there a certain one that you really like? There is. And I will, if you email me, I'll leave it in my inbox. I'll, I'll email then, that. And then when I okay. go to school tomorrow, I'll run in our locker room and take a picture of my sons. Because um, I don't remember the exact brand. Yeah. Yeah, he tried a bunch of different ones and the it's the lace, it's the lace ones. It's the lace ones that come up the front that are the best. Um, not the velcro. Because laces you can tighten a little bit more. Um Okay. But I'll find it. And then there's a there's a trick to it too. You don't you, when you get the lace one, you don't you basically just unlace it and slip it off. Cause it does take okay. an extra two or three minutes to put them on. Everybody that wears braces, it takes longer to get ready for practice than just slip your shoes on. But once they get good okay. at it, they can kind of slip them in, slip them out, and then just tighten them up. It's basically putting another pair of shoes on. Um, but, yeah, it's – yeah. They're, okay, because I've spent a lot of time over the summer trying to think, decide on this, and so that's helpful. I, no, 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 Trust me. Now, I've talked to college coaches in, in, at the highest level. They're not going to risk their jobs on someone twisting their ankle. Um, and it can, they can still twist them. It just won't be as bad. Um, Right, 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 right. You know, that's the thing. Is right. it, it stops okay. that total turn. Oh, yeah. It's – Okay, cool. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll yeah. also need email reminder for that. Um, I'm just working through with your time here, so I'll ask a okay. few more if you're cool. Yep. I'm just asking. Um, the other thing as far as practices, when, when I'm structuring the practices, um, I don't do a lot of set plays, but we, I do spend some time on sideline, baseline plays, a few end-of-the-game plays, things like that. But okay. I hate it when I'm like run, really running the kids and we're running hard and I have to stop and yep. teach them a, a play. Is it, what's your thoughts? Is it better to do it first in a practice, take a whole day to spend time on that? What's your thoughts on that? When it's that's the a, teaching that's part a, when they're not. That's, a, that's a great question. And I've tossed and turned on this one. So the, what I finally have settled on is I'll just be running practice. And then I, it's kind of like I'll have, I have a, I ha the first couple of weeks I'll put in like three or four out of bounds plays that I want to do. Okay. And, the, and I usually do them on a Saturday and I put, I, and I put my, I put all my, I put everything in on one day. It's kind of like 
a football coach where you just kind of, I'm just going to put them in. We'll kind of know them, we, but we're just going to put them in. So it takes, you know, half hour, put these things in. And then what I do is I sprinkle them along just to see how well the boys focus. So, you know, 20 minutes into practice, I'll say when I see that they need a kind of a mental blow um, or a physical blow, I'll go, okay, we're going to run out of bounds, play two. Let's do that. Line up. Let's walk through it real quick. All right, now let's run it. And then we have, I have both of them run it and we go back to what we were doing. Um, End of practice is horrible because they're tired. They're, they're unfocused. Beginning of practice, I think has to be intense drills. Um, Right. I think the first three drills you do every practice are really important because they build the, um, they build the kind of the, it's kind of like starting a, I mean, I've taught for 31 years. How I start my class is going to be, I mean, if I just, don't start my class well. It's not going to, the next 50 minutes is not going to be well. Um, so right. the, th- the first th- two or three have to be really intense. Well, I hope you're enjoying that as much as I am. Please take 30 seconds, go over, subscribe, and like. Um, we would also love if you went over and checked out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, it is the solution for your coaching angst. It is the solution for that offense that you're looking for. It's the solution for you wondering what you should do next offensively or defensively. It's just dealing with parents. It's dealing with that player that won't play hard for you. We're all there to help. It's a great supportive community. Um, go over and check it out. I don't do not think you'll be disappointed. All right, back to the podcast. Almost, I don't want to say bloodbath, but almost to that point. So I can't really do those kind of drill, those kind of things there. So that's why I'll sprinkle them in and out. Now, come tournament time, shoot, I'll take – and come February, and, and we have everything in and we're kind of running things well, uh, you know, I'll spend a half hour and we'll just we'll – play, we'll play a competition like, you know, this team gets to run five out-of-bounds plays, this team gets to five, run five, we'll, we'll, whoever scores the most wins, and then, you know, something. So we'll do a whole thing come okay. tournament time where we spend a lot of time on quick hitters, out-of-bounds plays down two with okay. three minutes to go all that but during the season i sprinkle it that's the if anybody has a better idea i'd love to hear it but that's what i have found to be the okay. most successful no, and that's great, that's great. Uh, yeah. and the practice yeah is great okay so just take one time it's been an hour yep. 45 but the thing is you got to remember to do it too it's like shooting it's like these and shooting and situations you gotta you, you gotta do it every day and you gotta sprinkle them in Okay. Because cool. people forget then, to shoot, people uh, forget to yeah. do these, and it causes problems. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, and another thing around practice, um, as far as the intensity for practice, when you do have uh, a kid who's just not really pushing himself, or et cetera, do you uh, just have them step out of practice and maybe do a couple of things, conditioning, and then put them back in? Or how do you usually – Well, it depends, the the, it, depends the kid, it depends on the kid. Um, it really depends on the kid. So there's some kids that need their arm, need an arm put around them. There's some kids that need to be chewed out. There's, you know, um, <laughs> there's some kids I put on a treadmill. There's some kids because they can't cheat it. There's some kids that I'll have my leaders talk to them. You know, I, that, ideally that's what I want. I want the team to take care of it. So okay. I get the, the leaders to talk to them. I won't, you know, I'm not going to embarrass the kid in front of everybody, but you know, yeah, if I've got 12 to 14, I can pull them out and just try to fix it at that point. Um, 
So you might you might pull them aside and just say, you know, your efforts uh, not there right yes, now. I, that's so what I do first. I, I, I try I try okay. everything until I find something that works. That's the fir- that's my first line of defense. I'm just gonna put my arm around them and say, hey, are you having a bad day today? You know, because I don't know, maybe they broke up with their girlfriend or something. Um, so right. what's going on? What's wrong? It's like, and, and half the time they'll have you know, like a bomb my geometry test, Mr. Coach. It's like, okay, well, all right. Well, this should be the place that you don't think about that. So let's try to have fun and not think about that. You can't do anything about blah, 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 you know, the kind of stuff. So, um, and the other half of the okay. time, is they just don't know. They're teenage, they're hormonal, they're teenage boys. And then, you know, I'll try to get the teammates, to, the, especially my leaders to kind of like go pick them up. Come on, get them going because, you know, we're only as good as our weakest ch- link in the chain. So um, okay, that usually helps a lot. They'll, usually I have a couple guys, and they're, they're not necessarily the stars, but they're good communicators that can kind of deal with it after practice the gotcha. next day kind of thing, you know. Some kids just need a little praise. Okay. Some kids need a little chewing. Some kids, it's just, you know, everybody's a little different. That, you know? that, that's actually another thing that you go to practice is how do you handle fouls? Um, because I have some kids that are, uh, you know, super aggressive and sometimes it gets out of control. Uh, do you let the kids call the fouls or do you call the fouls? I don't, really call, I don't really call much fouls because I like, I like a physical practice. Um, yeah, I'm talking about when it's taken to the next. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I understand as far as not pity pet stuff. But You're talking about, like, if it's bad, I'll, I'll stop. I don't use a whistle. I'm not a big whistle guy because um, I want them to hear my voice. I don't really care if they hear the whistle during the game. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I want them to hear me. So, uh, right. And I have a, you know, I have a good deep voice, so it's really never an issue. Um, but okay. Uh, yeah, I'll just stop it at that point and say, Hey, that's a turnover. Like in, you know, and, and the thing is, if you get in foul trouble for me, you sit. So that's usually within the first two weeks of practice, I'll have the conversations. Like you understand if you're in foul trouble, you're sitting next to me. You're not playing. Like I'm going to pull you out you know if you get two fouls in that first half I'm pulling you out and you're sitting and someone else gets a chance so you doing fouls like that is going to get you pulled out so do you want to play or not play kind of thing so I I, again feed on the teenage boy ego thing and testosterone it's like do you want to play or not play because if you get in foul trouble you're going to sit it's not personal but you can't play if you're in foul trouble um and then they eventually get it um so you let them, you let them kind of handle, just kind of call their own fouls. Help I do, I do. It's, it depends on if we're doing a drill okay. or something where I'm keeping score or something, then I'll do it a little different. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I let them, uh, I kind of let them call their own fouls. Okay, and unless you have to step in. Okay, cool. That, that's great. Uh, you know, those those are kind of like my main like overall philosophy questions. And okay. So I have like a like a, a ton of uh, just like technical questions so maybe i could ask you one of those yep ask me one of those and then next sunday then every other week i do office hours and i do one-on-ones so next week i'll next sunday i'll do office hours and then those the technical ones are actually even better for office hours because then a bunch of people usually have those questions and i can draw it on my whiteboard on 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 the computer and then people can see it um sweet oops sweet perfect so i'll just i'll just ask you one then i'll okay yep Uh, just when i'm running set plays do you run do you try to run any type of set plays when people are aggressively trapping or is it strictly you run your kind of break for the pressure like like a one two two trap for example if they're trapping me i'm trying to make them pay yes 
Yeah. I'm not running okay. a play. I'm just running. To, I'm, 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 I'm cutting and running diagonal cuts a lot. And um, if someone's trapping you, the best rule of thumb is teach your guys not to dribble through the press. So, okay. so when you're practicing it, like it doesn't matter if it's a run and jump, a diamond and one, a one, two, two, whatever it is, practice it where they can't dribble it until they get it inside the three-point line. So they got to pass the ball up the court, which will teach them movement and passing and looking up rather than dribbling and, you know, turning it over basically is what happens. <laughs> um, so that's what I would, I would do a lot of that kind of teaching. So put, you say don't put it on the ground until you pass the three-point line? Just swap yes. the tax and yes. for that? Yeah. Now, now, if it's just like a half-court trap where they're just jumping on like a one-two-two half-court trap, uh, same thing or you just run uh, yeah I don't let them dribble I want yeah. him to find I want him to find space and the problem is dribbling gets you in trouble okay. the, uh, uh, when I pressure you I want you to dribble I want you to make quick decisions um, keep your dribble because I've told I've said this before keep your dribble because as soon as you grab it the count starts and then it goes one two three four and then you put it on the ground you get another four seconds then you pick it up you get another five seconds so you, you get 13 seconds every time you catch the ball before you get a five count. So it's because it resets. Uh, I think, yeah, I think so. right. You see what I'm saying? So right. I, I literally show them that the first week of practice. I go, okay, you grab it. Let's count one, two, three, four. All right, now I put it on the floor. The count starts over because the official will start, you go to the other hand. One, two, three. And then I pick it up. I got five more. I mean, you got 13 seconds. Shoot. You know, what, uh, I can do a lot in 13 uh, seconds, guys. So, you know, that's – they panic and they dribble and they turn it over. I'm trying to teach them not to panic. Um, that's the key in that. Gotcha. It doesn't matter if it's in the full court or the half court. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, oh, great. Hey, All like right. I said, I appreciate you taking yep. a few minutes with me, and I'll, I'll check on that other call. Awesome. Uh, what is that called again? I'm sorry. The, um, what is that called again on your um, – Office hours. So uh, office hours? Yep, I will send an email okay. out with that, and then I'll put it on the Facebook group too. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Okay. Have a great yep. Sunday. No problem. See ya. Bye. Take, take care. Bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Make sure you leave a review down below. Um, we really do appreciate those no matter where you listen. Go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I know you want to become a better basketball coach. And again, if you're let, maybe you're done with podcasts, you're going shopping now, go down and click on our Amazon link and uh, do some shopping. That would, We would really appreciate that. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.